the next episode of Nerd Clicks and Chill will start in three, two, one, zero. Hey everybody, this is Nick. And this is Carrie. And we are Nerd Flicks and Chill. It's time for another Westworld recap. This is season three, episode seven, Past Pawn. And Carrie, this week's title comes from Chess. You know what? I actually am just now realizing that I did not even look or pay attention to the title of this week's episode. And it's something I normally do because it's usually some kind of reference to something really interesting and deep. And I... I didn't pay attention at all. Ah, uh, yeah. This one is uh, super on the nose. A past pawn in chess is basically a a pawn that has no other, like, pawns in front of it, meaning that it can, like, make its way across the board uh, pretty much unencumbered. And so, essentially, when a pawn in chess gets all the way across the board, it becomes a queen. So are we saying that a- Caleb is going to be a queen? Well, it becomes a much more effective piece. The most powerful piece on the board is yes, the queen. Yes, Caleb. So, yes. Uh, queen Caleb uh, pretty much Long live the queen. is, is going to happen. I got to tell you, with this, I, I to me, I felt like this was um, an episode that was very much a tale of two halves. The first half, I didn't really care for. I thought it drug its feet a little bit. And yeah. I thought the second half of it was really, really strong. So that's kind of where I am this week. Yeah, I I I have come to realize that I think it's it's almost almost like the uh Star Trek formula for the movies. It's like I like every other episode. Like hmm. I didn't like the first one. Second one I thought was good and it's just kind of been going back and forth for me. Last week I absolutely loved. This week I was like, mm, okay. It was I think the thing that made this one so disappointing for me. Yes, I, I felt the same way. I thought a lot of it dragged on. Um, and then all of a sudden, it was like a Stephen King novel. For me, Stephen King, I think, is so boring until like the last two chapters of the book. And that's almost, that's how this felt to me. Um, but it left me with so many questions. And it just kind of left me scratching my head at the end of this one. And normally, when you have... A penultimate episode, you know, the the episode before the finale, it's it's one of two things usually. Either it it leaves you so ramped up and excited, oh my god, next week is the finale, I cannot wait to see what happens. Or that penultimate episode, like Game of Thrones has done so many times, where that penultimate episode is the one where it's like, holy shit, everything just hit the fan, things are crazy, and then the finale episode is you're kind of coming down the re- from the repercussions of that, and then ramping up to some kind of a cliffhanger, hang, blah, some kind of cliffhanger to go into, you know, the hiatus before the next season. And this was just kind of blah for me. I mean, Mm. not entirely blah, but it didn't give me the feeling that I should have at, you know, closing in on the end of the series or not series, but um, season. I I think the only kind of issue that I had with it really was that it took so long to drag out kind of the, the portions of Caleb's story 
that help us understand him better. Even though we kind of knew some of those things yeah. that were going to happen. It was redundant. The reveal just felt like it took a long time to get out. And I feel like some of that screen time would have been better spent on Bernard's character, who's yes. been very much in the background all season long. Yep. So yeah. I'd rather see some of that screen time divvy, screen time divvied out to Bernard a little bit because we already knew some of those big reveals. Now, I do like the idea that Caleb has been chosen and kind of being groomed by Dolores to be the one who starts the revolution, but I thought that was a really cool idea. I didn't think it needed to go through all of what it did in terms of like the flashback flash forward flashback you know that that whole thing i didn't think it needed to to be as thorough as it was i agree i didn't find the payoff of it satisfying at all because like you said we knew so much of this already so i think it could have been wrapped up much more concise we could have come to that conclusion in a much tidier package uh, so yeah, I found that incredibly disappointing and I wasn't interested in it because like you said, we've seen this before. Um, and then when it came time to the, the second part of it, um, when they are confronting or meeting Solomon where he was, where this Rehoboam, um, first generation, I guess, that whole thing, I thought there was some interesting stuff that they did and, but at the same time, I was a little frustrated by it as well. Um, I thought that I was going to be very excited about a confrontation between Dolores and Maeve. But there was something almost unsatisfying about it because it's like, um, there's no consequence for them. Like, Maeve gets killed. Oh, she just comes back. Oh, she just gets reprinted and comes back. Like, there's no... Right now, it doesn't feel like there's any anything at stake. And I would have thought that a confrontation between the two of those would be really exciting. And granted, I do think some of the fight scenes were really interesting. But we know that they confront each other again in the next episode because they've shown it in previews since this show um, was just showing teaser trailers because we see them at night. So as soon as this, they were having this confrontation, it was in the daytime. I knew whatever happens with this, it doesn't matter because they're going to confront each other again, either later in this episode or in the next one. Yeah. I I actually disagree with that. I don't think they're going (laughs) to confront each other again. I think they're going to be on the screen together again, but I don't think it's going to be a confrontation between the two of them. Do you think it was, when they showed it, do you think it was clever editing, possibly? Because it shows them facing off against where they're facing each other um, from a distance. I I thought she's standing behind her. I thought they were facing each other. I have to go back and look. I thought they were facing each other like where it looked like it was some kind of a walkway or a bridge or something. Yeah, but either way, I don't see storytelling going this way. These two are not. Mm-hmm. These two are not going to end up. These two are going to end up on the same side to some mm-hmm. degree. Yeah, with some sort of maybe, um, maybe like a tentative alliance between the two of them. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's that's where all of this storytelling is is leading because you have this confrontation that happens kind of early in the season and then it kind of boils up to here. Yep, but. 
all the sides are kind of misaligned here. Yeah. And I also think that one thing that is clear is that Dolores does not have the key to the forge and all that information. It's just, that to yeah. me is the biggest red herring yeah. of the season. I, I think it's pretty much 100% certain that Bernard has that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to change some of the, those dynamics between the two. Yeah. I, I, I am interested to see if they pair up, but pair up against who? Who, who well, are, who are against Ciroc, I guess? Yeah. Against the men, because there's so many different things that are coming into play here because we have Dolores and Maeve where Dolores hit some kind of fail safe thing that knocked them both out. Um, and then we yeah, have it was Caleb. The EMP. So then we have Caleb, which I have questions about that. We'll get to that later. I know. Um, and then we have the man in black with William that's going to go and save the world, I guess. And then we also have. You paired him with um, Bernard and uh, Stubbs and then and I hate that it was just a little tiny blip in this episode but the Dolores Hale that looks like she's healing because it looked like her face was in better condition um, this time with some weird blurring digital stuff that they did with her um so then she's going to be thrown into the mix as well, because it sounds like she's not happy with Dolores and she's going to come in there and try and do something, it seems like. Well, I also think that there is one more Dolores clone that we may not have seen yet. Yes, I've talked about that like two episodes ago. Well, and I think it gets referenced here in this episode mm. with Musashi when he runs into... um Clementine, before he runs into Clementine. Oh my gosh, we didn't even and, talk um, about that yet. Hanario. Um, but he talks about a, a friend, I guess, that is, that they're trying to get in touch with. So there mm. is somebody else doing something. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it involves all that white goo that they were smuggling. I'm, I'm wondering if there is some sort of like host factory that they are trying to run. And that might be something that gets revealed to us in the next episode. Yeah. It was so good to see Clementine and then the, uh, you just said her name. I don't know her name because I, I think of Armistice, but it's just the the uh, samurai world version of Armistice. Yeah. Anario. Yeah. It was really cool to see them and I was very excited to see them on screen. I was disappointed that it was so short lived, but um, mm. I'm sure we will see them again. That makes me think that if we see another... Um, Dolores copy, it would have to be Angela at that point. Mm, I yeah. think that's who that would be. It's the most likely character for that to be. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that it would have to be, like I said, it would have to be somebody that we've already seen. Um, yeah. and, and who would that be? I have no idea. Um, but I just, I I did think it was is was interesting that Dolores had Musashi and um the armistice one um when she had no connection to them or was it because she somehow knew that Maeve did and maybe that was some kind of way to well no she didn't have the i'm get, i'm getting myself confused it was interesting to me that Dolores had Musashi cuz she had no connection to him 
And maybe right. did she purposely use him because she knew that Maeve did and that would maybe. rope her in. I'm not sure. The that armistice and Clementine was with Maeve to begin with, but um yeah, I'm I'm confusing myself right now. No, that Good seems Lord. possible. That is a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah, one thing that did get revealed to us this week is kind of the full totality of Sirach's plan. Mm. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of surprising. And of course, we get more of the parallels between the hosts and the humans. And, yeah. you know, we get a whole scene where there's this giant cold storage room full of uh, human popsicles. It's totally no- another Matrix thing. There's right. so much of the season that has reminded me of the Matrix. And then they did that. And I was like, yeah, totally the Matrix. So um, as I understand it. Mm hmm. Caleb was basically an outlier who, along with Francis, was hired to, or not hired, but basically used to go capture other outliers. When re-education didn't work, they put some of those outliers on ice. But then there were also times where they killed some of those outliers. Yeah. So And Ciroc's plan is to use the, the data that they had stored at Westworld to help to fix as he would say some of those outliers yeah how does that work i'm not quite sure (laughs) i don't know how thousands of thousands of human popsicles work either but yeah i I, we've crossed the sci-fi threshold i don't understand and is it just solely to use the data to implant fake memories because you know, I I can't think of all those memories for those people. So we're just going to import other info from other people. That's just an easier download, I guess. Is that what it is? I mean, they, it's like he needs his own size more to come up with stories or something. Yeah, maybe it's the difference between like predicting using algorithms and... Uh, you know, making predictions and projections versus the ability to actually program the human mind. Yeah. Like, I, I can know. predict a person's behavior to a certain degree, but what if I could program their behavior? Right. Which is getting into... And, and again, even though I didn't love this episode, I still love some of the sci-fi elements that they're playing around with. Yeah. I, I do have to say, though, I am a little confused with the whole thing with Caleb. And I'm not talking about the drawn out backstory that we got from him, but the, the whole thing, once he comes to the realization that he realizes that he was a pawn in all of this, to use the title of the show, that it was because of Solomon that they, you know, predicted all of this, that he had these implants in there, that he was just a pawn in their whole thing. And then he decides to go along with Solomon <laughs> wait i was i was your pawn i all of this happened it was fake and i was you know used by you oh you have a plan okay i'll go with your plan yeah but i actually think that is a great character moment because he may want to walk away from it all and he understands the totality of how much shit all this has caused but he also now knows that maybe that is the only way to mm. break the system is is to now kind of use it to destroy itself. Right. I just thought it was strange that it was like there there there's this whole thing about making choices and, you know, basically being a pawn or being a slave to these systems and everything. And then when he's confronting with it, with it and the totality of all of it and then all of a sudden he's like 
okay, I'll do what you say. <laughs> I'm like, mm. well, wait a minute. This seems to be going against of what all of this was saying. So it just left me kind of scratching my head. It was like, what? why? Okay. All right. I'll see what you do next episode, but okay. Yeah, I think it was because it was the only way. Um, also, there were a few other breakdowns that we get when we take a look at his life timeline, which I thought was cool. Uh, it did confirm some things um, about his life. And then there are some other things that uh, we were questioning mm-hmm. that we get confirmed. So um, it's just a brief shot. Somebody screenshotted it and posted it online. But uh, effectively, he was abandoned by his mother. Uh, his mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a car accident. He broke his arm. He did go into the military. He did have a skull fracture in the military. His friend Francis uh, did die. Of course, we, we know how, and that's revealed here. A couple of things that are kind of interesting. He had two romantic relationships, and it says one of them was ended by himself. So Caleb ended one of his romantic relationships, but then he had another romantic relationship, and it says system interference required. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. All those little details that are that are uh, involved with some of these characters. Yeah, and missed if you're not pausing or screen capping things. Yes, exactly. Which I find frustrating, but it's also kind of neat because it's almost like a little Easter egg. And I have found, I didn't this episode, but I have found in other past episodes that I've been hitting pause to try and read what's on the screen because they show it so fast and there's so much that's there. Um, Another, this is, and this is so minor, another issue that I had with this episode is whoever it was that was voicing Solomon, I didn't look to see who it was. Because of the distortion or the reverb that they put on the voice paired with the accent that that person had, I actually had a really hard time understanding some of the things that he said. And while I was watching it, I was thinking, I should turn on the subtitles for this. And I I didn't. But and I'm (laughs) I'm usually really, really good at distinguishing or understanding thick accents from all all over the place. Um, but I had difficulty in understanding some of the things that he said. And I think a lot of it had to do, it was the, he had a really thick accent, but then it was also paired with uh, a strange reverb that they added to it as well that I found frustrating. I think it's voiced by the actor who played the brother. I thought so as well. That's what I was assuming, but I I didn't know who that was. Yeah. Um, so another thing that's kind of strange here is that the man in black, now the man in white, William, basically was being used as a pawn by Dolores just to find the location of the re-education center. Yeah. But yeah. he is now somehow back in play, and I don't know why. I don't either. I honestly don't either. And I do know, and I can't tell you exactly where I saw this because I don't remember, Um, but the actor, Ed Harris, I guess is frustrated with his role this season because he said he was on this show to be the man in black, not the man in white. 
But that's really just the color of his clothing, because he's pretty much the same damn sick asshole that he's always been. <laughs> yeah, but he's still oh. like, I'm going to save the world. Yeah. Well, he also, it would not surprise me if he puts on a black outfit again at some point. That would be awesome. That would be not, awesome. He's, if all of a sudden he just like looks down and he sees the white and is like, bah, and like strips it off and puts on a black hat or something. I would, I would cheer if that happened. I would love when it. He, when he says save the world, he's not talking about saving the world. He's talking about murdering hosts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So he's not heroic here. Hmm. And I think, I think that, I think the, him wearing white is just kind of a, uh. Because that's what was strapped on him. Well, I think it's more of just a ruse to get you thinking that he's going to somehow, you know, it's do something hair. heroic. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not going to be that way, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that for a penultimate episode, it's, there's still so much that seems to be hanging in the balance and it still feels like there's so much that's unclear. And I think there's a possibility now, before I say this, Westworld does have a way of being able to jam pack an episode with a lot of information. However, yeah, do. I also feel that I think we might have to be and prepare ourselves to be comfortable with the fact that I don't think the ending of this season is going to be satisfying. I have a feeling there's going to be some kind of a cliffhanger or it's going to leave us with a bunch of questions. Anybody who watched Lost previously, unfortunately, knows this feeling. But I have a feeling that that's what we are going to be faced with. Now, just recently, it was revealed that they have been renewed for a fourth season. Um, I don't know of anything beyond that. I don't know if they're planning anything beyond that. But right now, we know that it will be coming back. Now, in the state of things in the world as they are, who knows when we're going to be able to get that. Um, but I, I'm really kind of preparing myself for this next episode. Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to go off and end with a bang like I think it is. Or I would like it to. I would like it to be something exciting. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm apprehensive because I have felt so, uh, I don't know, uh, slightly disappointed in in at least 50% of this season. But by those stats, I should actually really like this next episode because this last one was one I didn't really care about. And usually when there's one that I don't care about, all of a sudden the next one is really good. So yeah, but you maybe. don't seem to be interested in Dolores' story at all. I'm not. Yeah. I'm totally so. not. I'm so much more interested in all the periphery stuff. I'm not even interested in Caleb. Like the whole Dolores Caleb thing, I, I don't care about it. I'm interested in Hale. I find her even so much more interesting now um, with everything that's happened. And I wish there would have been more with her this episode, which tells me there will probably be a lot more of her in the next one. I find um, Maeve so much more interesting. Even Clementine, with the, how short she was on screen with this one, I found her so much more interesting. And yeah, Bernard and Stubbs and the man in black, William, I find them so much more interesting. And everything around this season seems to primarily be centered with Dolores and Caleb. And I just, for whatever reason, I just don't, I'm just not, I'm not into it. I just don't feel, 
I don't know. I just don't feel that I care about it at all. Hmm. I, don't know. I mean, Dolores' story is what's driving the entire plot of Westworld. I and know. probably and and really kind of has been for for a long time. I think they did a better job of spreading the ball around a little bit to some of the different players in previous seasons. But I've really enjoyed her story this season, mm. yeah. um, and I've I, and I like Caleb's character. I think they've given him maybe a little too much that I would like to have seen gone to Bernard. Yeah, because I think Bernard's been kind of really on the sidelines a lot. Uh, just kind of reacting to things for the most yeah. part. He's just always in a, a reactionary position, which doesn't seem, um, I don't know. I feel like his character is a little more proactive, I think, at times. So I think it'd be good to see that. I do think that they're going to have to settle the Ciroc thing in the finale, but I also think that we're kind of setting up for different factions. Uh, you mm-hmm. have like a Mae faction right now. You have a Hale faction. You have the Ciroc. Uh, faction, and you have the man in black faction, and whatever's happening there. Yeah. And so this is all going to come together. I don't know how much of that's going to be left for next season to figure out, but I do think they're going to pull off some really big stuff here uh, in this final episode. I don't know if Sorak will make it out of the episode alive. Yeah, um, I don't think he will. That's that is one of my predictions. Actually, is that I I don't think he's going to make it out of this season. Mm. I mean, what if we find out something really weird about Sorak? Like, Sorak is actually Rehoboam himself. Uh, mm. You know, like an actual AI human being. I thought that a that pro- could be an interesting projection. idea. They, they introduced the idea of a schizophrenic AI, which is really interesting to me. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I think if they did go that route, even though it's just something that, that you've said, if they go that route, I don't think I would be disappointed in that. I think I would find that incredibly interesting. Um, yeah, because you know what? If we go back and think about it, have we... Well, I guess maybe we have. Because I was thinking, have we actually ever seen him really physically... And I guess we have in the plane. As every every other time that we've seen him, he's been some kind of a projection. Yeah. So it's like, do we know that we've actually physically seen him? Not sure, but I think I think we have. Um, but more often than not, he's some kind of a hologram. Yeah. So that would be interesting. So, I would find that interesting. Yeah, they um, could they could play around with some of that stuff. I think that would be yeah. really interesting to see. Also, the fight scene between Maeve and Dolores, I thought the fight choreography was really good. It is. And they did a great job. The two actresses did most of it themselves. Yeah, they did an amazing, amazing job. Um, I've, I've always been impressed with the fight choreography for this show, not even just this season, but the, the past two as well. I've always been impressed with that, and I've always been impressed with how they've been shot. Um, I thought this was really interesting, the way they added in the aircraft and drones and stuff into it i thought was really cool so we had multiple perspectives and angles and um yeah i i thought the way that this was shot and edited and and choreographed and everything was was always really good but this especially um and we have seen that dolores got her arm chopped off so and we've seen um a few times one in a preview and then in the this one in the preview for next week showing where we're basically seeing a completely exo not exoskeleton but an inner skeleton of uh dolores with just her 
uh, head and neck skin on. It looks like she's pulling on her arm skin as if it's like a glove or something, which I think is a really cool visual. Um, yeah. We've seen her this way before, but I love yeah. the idea of pulling on skin like it's clothing. So here's what I don't quite understand about that. Hmm. And I might be remembering the show wrong, but we have seen Dolores like that before when she mm-hmm. was first built. Yes. Like she was one of the original hosts. She had that kind of internal framework like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. She and wasn't organic like the other ones, the, the right, other iterations were. At the end of season two, didn't she f- become a completely like, like the others? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I don't know. But... Because they would have had to rebuild Dolores. Dolores would have been a rebuild. Dolores left the island as Hale. So when Dolores got off of Westworld... That's true. One would assume that she was made up of the the 3D printed goo. (laughs) Right. That's You know what? That's true. But... If she lost her arm, why would she need to completely rebuild everything if she if she just lost an arm? I don't know. Why would she have to go all the way down to the skeleton unless she's like, you know what? I like this other method better. I like the way that I used to be. So I'm going to rebuild, rebuild myself in my original blueprint. I don't know. So maybe that's why. Because why would she be down to the skeleton if all she did was lose an arm? Unless she was wanting to go back to how she was originally built purposefully. And then the EMP Mm -hmm. that she sets off that knocks out her and Maeve, doesn't that knock out all the power to the frozen folks too? Yeah, I was, it was another thing that I was wondering, like, what exactly was the repercussions of that button push? Yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't that have, wouldn't that possibly have knocked out Solomon too? Well, isn't that why it was established? Isn't that why it was there? Didn't she say that earlier in the episode? If she did, I missed it. I don't know. Where she said the EMP was there in case it tried to escape. Yeah. I don't know. Or somebody tried to escape with it or something. I don't. I don't remember yeah. the, exactly what the line was, but it is referenced earlier in the episode. I just want to know what impact it had to the yeah. human popsicles. Not sure. But yeah, I think there are some really interesting um, factions and some sides that are going to have to come together for the the f- uh, finale episode next week. Uh, you know, and again, the first half kind of frustrated me. The second half, I really liked it, like the fight choreography a lot. Um, but... I also didn't hate it. Like, it was my least favorite episode of the season, but I've also mm-hmm. really liked most of them. So, um, mm. to me, I'm still getting the sci-fi elements that I think are interesting and thought-provoking. And I think that is the part of this show that I've really been so impressed with this season is that it is doing, it is taking some of the thought-provoking stuff and kind of raising it up a degree, which I really have enjoyed. Yeah. I, I've I've been um very frustrated with this season and it has been a roller coaster for me. Um there are definitely some episodes that I've liked more than others. This one kind of falls into the middle there with me. Um but I think the thing that I keep holding on is because of the past two seasons that I liked so much. There are so many storytelling elements 
with this show that I really adore. And there are so many things in the periphery, as I mentioned earlier, that I'm that I am really interested in that I am really invested in. And honestly, a lot of it is because of the actors that portray them. I love Maeve because I love Tandy Newton. I love Bernard because and I can't think of his name. I follow him on Instagram and I can't even think of his name. But I love the actor that portrays Bernard. Jeffrey and Rake. it's thank you. Um I even saw him when I was in Washington, D.C. years ago. Um, I am so enthralled by them anytime that they're on screen. There's just something about them that draws me in no matter what. And so them being paired with what I find are very interesting characters to me is just a winning combination. And it's like, I want more of that. Um, I've been I have been really disappointed in Dolores and Caleb to me. Mm, I don't know. I find so much of them really boring and almost one note. Like, I haven't found any of it interesting. Um, now, if I really dig into it, I'm like, nah, okay, maybe that might be a little bit interesting. But on the on the surface level, I just don't care. I don't care. I don't care about Caleb. He could die next episode, and I would not care about it at all. I, I really wouldn't like I just there's just something about him that I feel disconnected like I don't I don't care about his situation I haven't cared about him like there's just something that hasn't reined me in and I think that for a character that's so pivotal and is so prominent we should and and for whatever reason it hasn't hooked me in and I I don't know why um mm. but yeah I just don't I don't feel anything about his story that in this finale i don't care either way whether he succeeds or he dies i'm like yeah whatever and it should not be that way like i should really be invested in him and i should really be like oh my gosh he's gonna take this plan and oh my gosh i hope he survives or you know whatever it is and i'm like whatever i don't care just show more of the other people yeah, but if he had been around from season one, you'd feel differently, though. Probably, because they would have yeah. been able to develop him a little bit more. But in that time, I mean, let's go back to last season. There was the one episode with the, um, where it was with all the, the Ghost Nation, but like before they were the Ghost Nation, all mm -hmm. the like Native American ones. And like they reined me in right from the get go. And I was so invested in those characters. There was something that was so charming and interesting and um, infectious about them. I cared about them by the end of that episode, even before the end of that episode. Just the first scene I was like, whatever is happening here, I'm I'm in. But like we've had Caleb this entire season and I'm like, I don't give a shit about what happens to this guy. You know, um, and I can also go back and compare like, um, oh, Game of Thrones back to the hard home episode. Like they're at this hard home port for the, um, I almost said the others, I, not that, but for the wildlings. And there was that one woman that was like their council member. Like she was one of their elders. She was one of the people that was on their council. And there was something about her, about the actress, about the way that she was written. I was like, I like her. And she was only on that one episode because then she got turned into a white by the end of it. And we never saw her again. 
But so there are ways that you and I don't know if it's a winning combination of a combination of writing and a, and an actor having that uh, elusive it factor where anytime they're on screen it just draws you in but there are times there are possibilities and ways of seeing somebody for a short period of time but feeling vested in them and here we have this main character the entire season and i'm like yeah if he dies i don't care yeah but you just picked two examples of two of the best episodes I of know those it. respective tv shows <laughs> Well, like I mean, some of that stuff so is like really incredible achievement in storytelling. Like those mm-hmm. are not those are not episodes of TV that happen very often. No, and, and you know what? And I and I I recognize that. But what I'm saying is that you can have characters that are on screen for a short period of time and feel connected. Sure. And and yet here's this character who's a main one throughout this entire season. And I and I feel that leading into this finale, I think it would be so much more exciting and it would feel that there's so much more at stake if there was that connection with this character. And I don't feel connected to him whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm different. I I, I just love Aaron Paul too. I think he's great. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't care for him or his character or what's going on in this, in this show. Um, I've liked him in anything else he's been in. He was my favorite in Breaking Bad. I kind of how I feel with Maeve and Bernard is how I felt about him in Breaking Bad, where I was like, I just want him on screen because I found him so dynamic. And maybe that's the thing too, is that in this season, I don't find his character dynamic. I almost find him a little bit too flat for me. I I just, I don't, when you, when you think of the stuff that his character has gone through, it doesn't seem flat, but for some reason watching it on the screen, I just, I don't know. It feels very flat in one note to me. I just don't care about it. And it frustrates me because I want to, but I don't. It's All not. Right, so it's any, not. It's not you. It's me, Caleb. It's any not other? You, it's me. Uh, any other thoughts on past pawn? Good lord, no! I just, I just, I need to step off of this giant soapbox I have stumbled on. I have nothing more to say. All right. So you guys have heard our thoughts on Westworld season three, episode seven, past pawn. But we'd like to hear yours as well. So hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Netflix Chill. You can also. Check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you're listening on one of those platforms, throw us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate that. You can check out all of our new episodes at lrmonline.com. And while you're there, check out the network of podcasts. A lot of great stuff for you to listen to. We will be back with another recap of the finale of Westworld for Season 3 next week. Until next time, everybody, may the Force be with you, because the night is dark and full of terrors. 